Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We've got a fun show today, Attitude, Approach, and Expectations. I think it's a great topic. Julie and I were actually thinking of ideas for the podcast um, last week, and it was sort of funny. When we were brainstorming, we said almost at the exact same time that we needed to do a show on Attitude, Approach, and Expectations. So we are thinking the same thing. Because really, guys, this time of year, really November, December, of course, it's only October still, but you guys get the idea. It is absolutely positively harder to stay focused, not because there's anything physiologically wrong with you. You're not burned out. Don't tell yourself that. Everyone else around you is basically complacent. And if you are having most of your friends and peers be real estate agents, uh, you are definitely going to be inundated with lazy this time of year. My strong suggestion to you, and what we've been doing everything in our power since September to really impress upon you, is that your first quarter of 2018 is 100% dependent on what you do now. There are still time this year to not just have your your best year ever in 2017 you can still have maybe a great christmas season there's still time to earn money but you absolutely can have your best year ever next year if you follow our 1010 challenge and that is a very simple idea that we came up with 10 listings and lose 10 pounds adjust accordingly maybe you need to take more than 10 listings and lose less than 10 pounds like I said, adjust accordingly. And what we're doing to celebrate Harris Rules becoming a number one international bestseller, and we uh, crossed over 200 five-star reviews today, so I thank all of you guys for that, is that we are doing a free mastermind. So if you have purchased the book, you have to purchase the book on Amazon and ideally left a review, you can be part of the mastermind for free, and all you've got to do is email help at timandjulieharris.com, and someone from our customer service team will give you the information for the mastermind. So just a reminder, if you're looking for some direct if you're looking for your true north for the rest of the year, I promise you it's going to be found with you staying busy, staying focused, and going after listings. The listings are so much easier to get this time of year. There, there's so many more opportunities for the sole reason that many of your competitors are being complacent. So, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes, it's always fun to share the show with you, and I have a couple of quick Facebook shout-outs, and then we will jump into the show. First, from Jenny Rundio-Castile. She writes, I love this, she writes, I finally took my first expired listing last week. The previous listing agent had only charged 5%, so that's what the seller wanted to pay me. I said, and how did that work out for you? He said, not so good, and reluctantly agreed to my 6%, even though he had received several personal notes from other agents offering to list it for as low as 4%. Once it was in the MLS, I sent him the listing with all the professional photos and real description, and he wrote back and said, looks great, I can see why you charge 6%. Today I called with feedback from the six showings we've already had over the weekend. He thanked me, laughed, and said he keeps thinking about my how'd that work out for you comment because he's having such a better experience already. I picked this out of the Facebook page, Tim, because this is so textbook what an expired will say when you do a killer job for them. And Jenny is a great example of that. So nice job, Jenny Rundio-Castile, and that is so common that you know compared to the experience that they had you shine it's almost i think in a way expireds are easier to keep the sellers happy because now they can actually compare what they didn't get so there's that then we have from our orange theory fitness 
Hell Week friend, Rhonda Light. She wrote, just got out of class at Orange Theory. It's Hell Week, and today's workout was hell. But I wore my new Harris Rules T-shirt, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level possible, and I got through it, 10, 10, 90, meaning 10 pounds, uh, 10 listings in 90 days. So go Rhonda. Nice job getting that over with, and thanks for the forewarning, because that's our life late this afternoon. Back to you, Tim. Yes. We have to do the same workout that you did, Rhonda. So, uh, you know, if you can give us a little heads up as to what exactly they're doing. And uh, I love Orange Theory in that, well, I don't love. I love with quotes Orange Theory because they have a very similar mindset and approach to their uh, workout uh, regimen that we do that we try to uh, impress you guys with is with regards to doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. But they have fun with it. So, you know, we are calling ours the 90-day, you know, 10-10 challenge, and they're calling theirs Hell Week, which is wonderful. And then I think next month they have something else that's equally as nasty. And then December it's like, you know, it's just something that's kind of funny, but at the same time they're trying to remind you to say stay working out and don't gain a bunch of weight over the holidays, which is the same thing we're saying. If you guys have an orange theory in your marketplace, I strongly suggest it. So, Julie, there's a really nice uh, readable uh, comment about the book on Amazon. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you have that open. If, I'll read it. Uh, uh, can you read it is, because we have a different order, so you go. No, oh, I understand. Okay, so this one just came in. I appreciate it. Um, this book is written from a real estate salesperson's perspective, correct? The, rule, uh, the rules apply to all business relationships, whether you're an individual contributor, group leader, or chief of something. <laughs> this book, along with the daily podcast, will keep you focused on your daily goals to obtain long-term goals. The numerous, there are numerous self-help books available. I've read many of them. This one is unique, different, and refreshing. And the best part is the topics and advice are usable by anyone, no matter their skill set, economic status, or position in life. So thank you. And I can tell that somebody's read the book yeah. because that is exactly the uh, result we are hoping uh, that it would have, frankly, to make it so that everyone had a uh, really a, a very closely honed, tight, understandable roadmap. That's something a lot of people are missing nowadays. You know, Julie, I had a um, – I, I call bombed one of our, uh, I think either a coaching client or a listener today. Someone sent me an email, and so opposed to typing a response, I just called them, and they're asking me about mm -hmm. their logo. That's what they were emailing me about. Like, what did you do? Blah, 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 blah. You know, all these questions about logos and all that. And okay, that's fine. Mental masturbation stuff sometimes fun. So I called this person up, thinking, and they thought, oh, Tim's going to help me with my logo. Nope. I asked them how many listings they have. One. How many pings, pendings do they have? Three. How much money do they have saved right now? I went through the whole thing, and I said, why are you talking or thinking about or spending any energy whatsoever on anything other than basically getting listings and selling houses to AAA-motivated buyers? N nothing on the other end of the phone. Why are you even thinking about something like a logo? Why do you think that matters? Do you think that's going to attract more business to you? Crickets. And then um, she told me that the reason that she was doing this was because there was some, you know, person that the broker had invited into the office. It was a KW agent, I don't mind saying. And this agent was telling them that this is the time of year when they're supposed to be working on their business and they're supposed to be doing their logos and doing their lead follow-ups and doing all this other crap. And I explained to her that Never that's mind the if they absolute... starved to death in the meantime. Exactly. That's the absolute worst thing that you guys can be doing this time of year. And, and here's where basically that call went. Nobody will care about your logo ever except you. Nobody will ever give a rat's ass about any of the things that you think are important 
Nobody ever will. That's the blessing about real estate, guys. Don't make it so damn complicated. You're in a business already that has business structure. There are already contracts in place. There's already essentially a proven path you can follow. All that stuff exists. You don't have to go out and create it. You don't have to go out and try to be different. You don't have to do any of that stuff. All you got to do is focus all your best energies every single day on being a powerful listing agent. When you're a powerful listing agent and you get up to the magic number of listings that you need, all this other stuff, you're going to see it for what it is. It's just time-wasting crap that a lot of times seduces people into spending money needlessly for, with really no benefit. No benefit whatsoever. Here's a little fun trick for you guys, and brokers are going to hate it when I say this, but it's true. Next time individual agents, you guys go to a closing, hopefully today, I want you to ask the people at the table, right, without looking at your letterhead, what brokerage you belong to. Chances are they will not remember. They will remember your name. They will not remember the brokerage you work with. They will not remember any of that stuff. That's a fact. They're going to remember you in either a good way or a bad way, depending on the job you did for them. So those are some thoughts that you guys need to have. Do not be seduced into believing that you need to be working on your drip campaigns or your lead follow-up campaigns or team building or worry about buyer's agents' commissions or any of this other crap. Just focus on taking at least 10 listings in the last 90 days of this year. And then when you roll into next year, don't allow those other thoughts to creep in your mind either. Add another 10 listings. You guys can have incredibly profitable businesses if you put all your best energies to being listing agents. We've said this numerous times on this show and all the time to our coaching clients. If there's only one thing in this business you ever become the best at, it has to be a, a listing agent. If you're terrible at everything else, good, because it's easily delegated. Does that make sense, Julie? Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned the whole working on my logo. There's a lot of versions of that, right? Like tweaking my website and, you know, playing around on Facebook or what have you. And I just wonder how many agents right now who are maybe misfortunate enough to not have found our podcast or a book yet, how many of those agents who are listening to that whole time to work on your business because nothing happens fourth quarter are having their first quarters ruined inadvertently by taking that poor advice? And I feel horrible for them. And I hope that they find direction because that is the absolute opposite of what you need to be doing this time of year. You got to build your business right now. Your job is lead generation, which leads me over to our topic today, attitude, approach, and expectation. So first I like to define what are we actually talking about here. So attitude is how you feel about what you're doing. That's what your attitude literally means. I even looked it up in the dictionary, and they said it's the manner, disposition, feeling, or position with regards to a person, a tendency or orientation, especially of your mind. Their example was a negative or a positive attitude or a group attitude. It's how you feel about what you're doing. And there's a great Maya Angelou quote that I found, and she said, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. And even uh, Clement Stone writes, sales are contingent upon the attitude of the salesman. Sales are contingent upon the attitude you have about it. So that's what your attitude is, how you feel about what you're doing. And we're going to talk about how this applies to lead generation in a second. So what's approach? Approach is what you do and how you do it. For example, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it and doing it at a high level. That's your approach, what you do and how you do it. It's the method or steps taken in setting about a task. Okay? And then you've got expectation. And expectation 
I think is just as important as the other ones. It's what you are already planning as a result, the degree of probability that something will occur. Whenever I, I review our notes on this, Tim, I always think about the difference between an agent going to a listing appointment whose expectation is, well, you know, I'll take 50% of what I go on because somebody told him that, versus the agent saying, this is my next listing. I'm not going to leave until I have a signature. That's a difference in expectation. It's a difference in your approach how you're going about something, and it's certainly a difference in your attitude, how you feel about what you're doing. These three things together can make all of the difference in not just how much business you're doing, but about your general outlook, whether you're feeling stressed or not stressed, how you feel about the business itself. It all kind of intermingles together. Does that make sense, Tim? It does. And guys, listen, your attitude and your approach and your expectations is going to determine your outcome. Ultimately, that's what this is all about. You know, what's your attitude and your approach and expectation to, say, for example, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level? Now, see, here's an interesting thought. I don't expect you guys to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level with a smile on your face. It just doesn't matter. I promise you it doesn't matter. Prospecting is always going to suck. That's just the way it goes. Do it anyway. And when you do it, you've got to do it at the highest level. In other words, your attitude has to be that despite how I – feel about it. I'm not going to allow my feeling to stand in the way of my outcome, which is going to be the listing of the property and making the money. Now, that is the exact opposite of what 99% of you believe is the approach that you're supposed to have, attitude, approach, and expectations in your life and your business. And that's leading to what? The expectations, the unre- really, the uh, what's the word? Uh, unrequited? Un- I can't remember the word. But basically, your attitude and your approach and expectation, if you don't have the attitude, I'm going to do it whether I feel like it or not, if you don't have the expectation, you're going to do it at a highest level and you're going to list properties, you won't. You'll allow yourself to fail. And that's sometimes what you guys do. I see it sometimes in your Facebook comments. I tried to call a fair sale by owner today, and they closed their door. You know, they slammed the phone down. They said no. Okay, well, so what? Move on to the next one. Is your Was your expectation that you're going to hit it out of the park on the first one, or is your expectation going to be that you have to continuously do this until you get good at it because that's what it's going to take remember i said at the top of the call today guys is that if there's only one thing you ever get good at make sure you get good at being a listing agent all the rest of the stuff you don't ever need to get good at maybe you don't even need to include it in your business jules that's true so let's really drill down on this let's take lead generation for our example and apply attitude approach and expectation so i wrote down What is your attitude? This is where you guys who are listening be introspective. What is your attitude towards lead generation? Here are some options. Some of you think leads just will come to you, and that's how business is done. Just stuff's going to come to you now and then, and that's that's how it goes. That's called luck, where we come from. But and and that's okay if you are retired or a hobbyist, and it doesn't actually matter if you ever sell a house. But for the rest of you, that is not a plan. Is your attitude towards lead generation that you'll buy your way to business? Some of you, that's the, the plan that you've been following. And if you've listened to us at all, you know what the flaws in that plan are. What is your attitude about lead generation? Some of you think you have to earn it every day. This is your job. I will earn my lead generation every day. I will take action every day. I understand the spokes in the wheel model of lead generation. And I know that if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Anything you want to add to the attitude part of lead generation, Tim? Well, I would be careful that you don't mix the word attitude and feelings. That's be the main thing a lot where people screw this up. 
you know, if if you're waiting to feel a certain way, your emotions, your emotions aren't your attitude. They're completely different. Don't wait for your, don't wait True. to feel a certain way before you take the actions you don't want to take. Because if you do, guys, you never will take those actions. Please remember, I told you that your feelings ultimately will betray you. Because you're never going to feel like doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. I promise you, I am not looking into 4:30 today and going to Orange Theory for the first day of Hell Week. <laughs> yes, I, I don't promise think I ever you, will not, either. It's not going to happen. Never. Never. And you know what? We're going to do it. Every, we're going to do it every single day. The happiest day of the week for us is Friday because we don't go to Orange Theory on Thursday and Friday. But you know what? We have no. We know from having you know basically been married for nearly three decades, been working together for nearly three decades, have built ourselves up for nothing to where we are over the last three decades. We know that that's come from not from having some pretty shiny object, not from having some like you know great marketing campaign or killer logo. It's come from continuously doing what we didn't want to do and we didn't want to do it at the highest level. Every single day, spending a good you know portion of our working day doing the things that we knew we had to do and making sure we we're really good at those things. Like we're really good at coaching right now. There's no, there's no question about that. They're, we're really good at helping agents accomplish their goals, but that's taken Julie and I a good solid 20 years to get to the point where we can confidently help agents in all price ranges and all real estate markets and all real estate market conditions. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your situation is. That's what premier coaching is. Premier coaching is essentially a very affordable coaching program that's designed around the last couple decades worth of our intense focus on becoming really good at real estate, but also becoming even better at real estate coaches. You guys need to have that same level of intensity with regards to becoming listing agents. And when you do, you'll run incredibly profitable businesses. And with that profit, you can reinvest it and you guys can become rich. And that's quite easily when you're you know, understanding what rich is, is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. But is your attitude that you're only going to work when you feel a certain way? Because if that's the case, then you're never going to feel that certain way and you're never going to get what you want to get in life. Because you are expecting, because the world right now is reinforcing the idea of only doing what you're passionate for, or I have to find out my big why. Guys, look, there's no big why. Your big why... Your big why changes about every three seconds, okay? And expecting yourself to feel like you don't want to, you know, to feel motivated to do the things you don't want to do, make that call, stop driving by that FISBO and go knock on that door. Yes, I saw it as you were driving by. Didn't you know that your, your, your iPod is also, you know, it's streaming through your car, also has a camera, so we're watching you. Right? <laughs> you know, right. all Agent those things Pam. you're avoiding doing, the lead following up, calling that seller for the price reduction, you know, calling that expired, call, doing all the actual work in the business. When you do that, even when you don't want to do it and you do it at a high level, attitude, approach, and expectations, you're going to find, and sometimes faster than you really expect, you're going to find that your life changes. And that's where you, got, you guys have to experience that. Next point, Julie. Yes, that's it. So we just talked about your attitude approach is next. Remember, that's what you do and how you do it. Okay. So what is your approach towards lead generation? Number one, what are you doing and how are you doing it? Is it organized, scheduled, systematized, and well executed? Or is it sporadic and only happens when you feel starved for leads and after your last closing closes? Remember, it's what you're doing and how you're doing it. So be introspective. How is that going right now for you? Second thing I wrote down, are you guessing at lead generation? Praying to the real estate gods is not a plan. That gets us back to the attitude that, you know, business just comes to me, I'll just work whatever falls in my lap. Well, that's not a plan. That's guessing at lead generation. 
wrote down point number three, what are you doing consistently versus sporadically? And that can be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Are you consistently thinking that posting 10 times a day on Facebook is going to give you business? Or are you consistently at least visiting one unrepresented seller a day no matter what to help you God? What are you doing consistently? How is it working for you? What are you doing sporadically? Even our most grizzled veterans do certain things sporadically when they're not feeling stressed out or when they finally drop below 20 listings, whatever the case may be. What are you doing and how are you doing it? That is your approach towards your lead generation. What should you continue doing? What should you drop doing? And what are you doing really well? Anything you want to add to the approach part of this, Tim? Nope, but you said it nail on the head basically, having a schedule of when you're going to do things, doing it whether you, you know, when you don't feel like doing it, holding yourself accountable or having a coach hold you accountable, sticking to your schedule. I mean, guys, that's the whole theory behind Orange Theory, right? You're going to go there and people are going to force you to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. That's for sure. Moving on. <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, expectations. Your expectations are what you're actually planning consciously or subconsciously as a result. What is your actual expectation of lead generation? So remember, in the dictionary it said, what is the degree of probability? What are you believing? What is your expectation? So what is the degree of probability that your current lead generation plan will work? Well, one would argue that if you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. Is that enough to meet or exceed your goals? Only you can tell. What's the degree of probability it's working or will continue to work? Point number two, which spokes are you pursuing and how serious are you at becoming the best of them, at them? Are you dabbling? Like, Tim, your example, well, I called one, expired, and they hung up on me, so all expired suck. Okay, that's dabbling. Or are you pursuing relentlessly, studying your scripts, practicing with real prospects, learning to close, following up relentlessly, how seriously are you taking it? Are you just saying that you're pursuing it or are you actually pursuing it? And then point number three, again, if you keep doing what you're doing, keep what you're getting, will you exceed your financial goals next year? Will you get close to them? Now is a great time in the year to look back and say, all right, I can take a big chunk of time from this year and I can look back and see what's working and what's not working. And if you're confused by that, just look at your past closings over the year and source them. Where did they come from? If you have a, you know, a repetitive source, that tells you that that's working. We need to do more of that. And if you have something like buying leads that used to work two years ago when you started doing it, but now you know, everybody seems to have the same leads and they never call me back, why would, you consider, why would you continue doing that? Your expectation needs to change based on what you're actually getting. So we can look forward, but we can also look back at historically what's worked for you and what hasn't. And one of the things we do in coaching is ask you these questions. Historically, where has your business been coming from? Some of you don't know, and that's a problem. So we've got to look at attitude, approach, and expectations, especially as you get ready for next year, as you're going through the mastermind challenge, 10 listings, 10 pounds, and 90 days or less. What is your attitude, approach, and expectation about that? Some of, your, some of you, your attitude is, well, I could never do that. Well, why not? <laughs> Every single one of you can do that. Some of you, as posting on Facebook, are in your third and fourth listings of the challenge, and you know that you're going to do it. Your expectation is that you're actually going to exceed that goal. And some of the posters on Facebook, Tim, from our premier coaching class, they've already raised their own goals. They've said 10 is not going to be enough. I'm going for 12. So back to you. 
No, that's exciting. And, guys, that's really the bottom line. That's the whole point, the benefit of staying focused in fourth quarter when nobody else is. So please check your own attitude, approach, and expectations for what you expect from yourself in this fourth quarter. Do not allow yourself to be seduced into complacency. Hey, look, there's probably, if you're lucky, three productive weeks in November. Probably, if you're lucky, I hate to say it, but only two productive weeks in December. That's the reality of it. And so that means you only have really five real, maybe, honest-to-God, productive weeks left this year. And then just all the other things, and people's not going to want to meet with you, and the distraction that comes with the holidays. And, and look, you're not going to want to work either, so I get it. So, look, in the next five weeks, and we asked you all to do this as part of the first day of the mastermind, is mark the days that you're going to be working, the days you're not going to be working, and the days you are going to be working. Make sure you're focused on making at least 10 solid contacts. And when you do that, a contact is a conversation with a decision-making adult. The accumulative effect of that, when your focus is taking listings, when you're calling people that have houses to sell, it's going to be more momentum going into next year than you can possibly imagine. So, guys, if you've not, uh, completed or if you not purchased Harris Rules, please go to Amazon and do that and do leave a review and get in, get into the mastermind. We'd love to have you participate in the mastermind. Just email help at timandjulieharris.com and someone from customer service will give you that information. In the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, feel free to email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Oh, by the way, for the next, I think, three or four Thursdays in a row, we're going to have special guest interviews and we're interviewing Basically, everyone from Million Dollar Listing, as you guys know, a lot of those guys are our superstars and our um, coaching clients. So we're going to be interviewing all of them. I think the first one up this Thursday is one of the agents from L.A. So a lot of fun stuff happening. Make sure you guys listen in on Thursday. That will be a live interview. Have a great day, and we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.